1: Welcome to a Destroyer of Worlds episode of Hot Takes. I'm your Lodge Master. With me, as always, is Brother Bishke. I have blood on my hands. <laughs> Brother Lucas is <laughs> on assignment out of the country, but we have in his stead the one, the only Lodge Mistress Milster. Hey!
0: hey.
1: Woo! We Oppenheimer'd y'all. Yes, we
2: did. We almost didn't. We had. <laughs> This was a hell of a time getting to the screening. It was a
1: cursed screening.
2: We had, well, Lucas fled to foreign lands. And (laughs) so we attempted the AMC shuffle to get another guest in here.
1: And if you don't know the AMC shuffle, AKA the Fandango shuffle, Is when you unreserve something (laughs) and then try to slip in another reservation to get that exact same seat. It's highly dangerous. Yeah. See our episode on the film. Been burned. Gotti. Gotti. To know what happens when it doesn't work out. So it didn't work,
2: but (laughs) the guest we were going to have got another seat. That opened up like in the front right corner.
1: And you have to understand, <laughs> we're all functioning within the front three rows of the 70 millimeter IMAX screening at yes. the Shitty Watch. We yes. were in it, we were face mount, <laughs> nuclear
2: blast. In the blast zone, that
1: other guest suddenly and tragically had to drop out due to illness. So now you get the three of us, unlikely trio, yeah, heading in to experience this epic
2: visual feast. This 600 pound print, or I think that's what it is. It's like (laughs) it's an IMAX three hour film on, on film in the third row and.
1: It played all the way through and there was no technical issues. We've been seeing all these horror stories of other 70 millimeter screenings of this film where it'll end with like 15 minutes left or someone pulled a fire alarm at the Burbank 16, our beloved Burbank 16, sending Barbie folk and Oppenheimer folk out (laughs) into the fucking courtyard surrounding the Batman. So, I mean, yeah. it's been crazy. We And we thought this screening was so cursed, there was no way it was going to play all the way through. No,
2: yeah. It's the Barbenheimer hysteria has been causing <laughs> some issues.
1: But it did play all the way through. Thank you, gods. We were surrounded by Oppenheimer cosplayers in their suits and their fedoras. Yeah. They were a little punchy from the three-hour runtime. Yes. But... Before we get into it. How do you get the protein as quick as possible into the bloodstream? A little schnapps.
2: From Tomatoes. During World War II, Lieutenant General Leslie Groves Jr. appoints physicist J. Robert Oppenheimer to work on the top secret Manhattan Project. Oppenheimer and a team of scientists spend years developing and designing the atomic bomb. Their work comes to fruition on July 16th, 1945, as they witness the world's first nuclear explosion forever changing the course of history,
1: period. So, yeah, you don't really need to see it. There you go.
2: <laughs> uh, well, that's the half of it.
1: There's, that's half of it, right. There's another half to this
2: movie that I wasn't fully <laughs> No,
1: expecting. I didn't know that I was going to be... Uh, I still, yeah, well, don't know what happened. Well, first of all, I had what I call Titanic-itis going into this. Because way back in 97, when I saw that Titanic was on the horizon, I'm like, who's going to go to that movie? Everybody knows how it ends. Mm-hmm. Everybody knows the Titanic sinks. Like, who gives a shit? It's not going to be a blockbuster. And lo and behold, I was there front and center when it opened. And I'm like, mm, yep, trust in Cameron. He did it. Cameron, yeah. you got to trust in Cameron. You got to trust in Cameron. It's been a long time since 97. Yeah. And when Oppenheimer comes around, I'm like, "Uh, what? like, what is going to drive the blockbuster audience to go see this on a couple levels Mm -hmm. a uh, you know they dropped the bombs yeah yeah and b is that what you want to go look at like is that what you want (laughs) to see like is that what you want to do with your free time is go experience this i don't (laughs) know i i I could see it from a film lover's point of view but mm -hmm. as a summer tentpole blockbuster i didn't see it And maybe I still don't. But
2: it's bringing in some money, but it's it's not going to do Barbie levels. um, (laughs) No. But as an amateur Cold War historian and a lover of um, Nolan's last two movies, uh, Dunkirk, which I gave four bones, and then Tenet, which was tentatively three bones because I watched it small, but it's probably even higher. But so I was coming into this very high. On very anticipated film um, But did you have any of those same reservations? Well The reservations started happening kind of early on (laughs) In terms of What's Nolan really talented at? Right Is Nolan Oliver Stone? No I mean this is JFK
1: This is Oliver Stone Early 90s Stone
2: Yeah this is like because JFK is like a masterpiece of Exposition Given to you in a dramatic way, excitingly, exciting way with all these different characters and scenes intercutting and all this different footage. This, yeah, I forget that Nolan. uh, uh, What I'm the talky stuff with Nolan is what I'm least interested in. (laughs) Right? Did did you
0: know all the history stuff, Bishke?
2: I did a a lot of it. I mean, a lot of the ins and outs of the McCarthy era stuff that they get into in this. uh, I don't know. Well, now in, you do in depth. I mean I sort of do, but I sort of just like there's so many names being thrown out and, yeah but but yeah, I know I knew the basics of the Manhattan Project and the fallout afterwards, which is really tragic.
1: There's two main channels at play in this movie. There's the building of the bomb, the dropping of the bomb and the and the moral quagmire that besieges his brain mm-hmm. throughout. Yeah. And then there's the McCarthyism stuff where... Robert Downey Jr. (laughs) Were you or were you not associated with the Communist Party? And yeah, they're both part of his life, but one is vastly more interesting to me than the other.
2: Yeah. The McCarthy stuff, it's like we've seen it before, like... And it's a courtroom shit.
1: They're not blowing the lid off of it. No. And stylistically or content wise. It's like, I know he lost his security
2: clearance and there was shenanigans in the McCarthy era. Like, but
1: are we on the edge of our seat? No, no. I mean, I, shit.
2: I'm not. I mean, I don't know. The, the reviews are high, but <laughs> that stuff like was, especially in the back maybe hour, 45
0: minutes. Oh, yeah, yeah. I was starring in my well, seat. Here's,
1: here's the thing, too. It's like, you know, okay, dear listener, we're functioning on the hypothesis that you'll probably see this movie. Like, it's it's a big movie. You should probably go see it. It's, it's going to be up for all the awards. Yeah, all the go awards. see it. Yeah. Go see it. So we're just talking. We're just going to dive in. We're not going to cover the plot beat by beat. Yeah, hot take. My brain was ready to experienced this in a certain way pacing wise in that it seemed like everything was operatically building to the bomb Mm -hmm. like that's what that's kind of what my cinematic body was feeling and kind of hoping for yeah and especially considering the first I I mean, I had my phone was off. I had no access to a timepiece. So I had absolutely no idea where I was, you know, act wise in this movie. Mm -hmm. The whole first hour, it seemed, is so frantic. The editing is so clipped. It (laughs) seemed like there is probably and knowing Nolan, definitely there's like an eight hour version of this somewhere. Yeah. Yeah. It was popping so, so hard, so that I'm just like slowed down. Every man. scene, the dialogue that comes in is like trailer dialogue. It's straight to the point. It's exactly the point. It's all you need to know, and then it yeah. moves on. There's no superfluous, even like a sigh from a character. You yeah. know, it's all straight to business, and there is score. Just shellacked onto the entire movie. What do you guys think of the score? There like, I mean it's I'm of two minds. Yeah. It's like this is a three-hour movie and it is a dry ass movie. So you need to move it. If you are going to have a fucking city walk audience watch this, yeah, it needs to move somehow. Yeah, and if you have music just going dum 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 if you just see Oppenheimer and his wife and his kid, and it's just like bum 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 it'll move. Yeah, will move. It does move, but at what cost? Yeah, like I was just like, oh, I can't. Like I couldn't. I couldn't settle in because it was so fucking fast. You didn't get a chance to just, like, soak anything in. Yeah, and it's it's the
2: classic Nolan cutting up time, going back and forth. It's all, and all over and the forth. place. And Very
1: dunkirk and
2: Yeah, yeah. But in Dunkirk, I found it thrilling. But here, I was just
1: like, slow down, it's, man. It's we got just, three hours. It's a bombardment. But the other part of my brain is, like, we're building to the explosion. It mm-hmm. does feel... Like that, that's the slack I was cutting it. It's like the editing and the music and everything is just building and building and building to the inevitable release. Yeah. And then it releases. The buildup to it,
2: I mean, I was pretty on on the edge of my seat. That's when I'm in. That's when, because that's more when it's visual. It's not, you know, people just sitting in a room yelling at each other. It's like, it's the visual buildup in Los Alamos and, and in, the trinity site yes where they blew it up is you know that's what i was here for that's where it locks in and it's phenomenal like in terms of the technical stuff that they do i mean they they, they like i guess they did the explosion like practical and
1: nolan <laughs> says there's no cg in this film wow so yeah. but let's do a little time jump back and lodge mistress milster there are precious few ladies in this movie. Yeah,
0: yeah,
3: yeah. And
1: I was clocking that. I'm like, how is she handling this? Because, what, you have Florence Pugh as his communist lover, who, <laughs> from from my point of view, just shows up to get naked.
0: I know. She looked fabulous, and it was lit very well, but like, they like, had some good banter the, the very first time we saw but her. But it and seemed like her much. character
1: probably got completely decimated in the edit. Like, because... You can't understand, and especially like 20 stories high right in front of our face, how this editing is just flying. Mm-hmm. And it looks like like whenever she's really putting a lot of emotion into her character, I'm like, oh, you thought your character was bigger because you shot a lot more. yeah. But you, you're getting like three minutes total on screen it's like in the terrence mallet like thin red
2: line yes yeah you get a character like john c Riley who's got like two minutes of time it's a very
1: thin red line he's giving
2: it his all but yeah
1: and then you get emily blunt who plays his long-suffering wife so milster what what were you thinking as far as you know were you were you connecting with anything with these female characters or were you on board with the rest of it? No.
0: I mean, (laughs) you know, I, I, I love some, some female stuff. Like I knew from the preview, this probably wasn't going to be my film. Right. I wasn't particularly pumped to come and see it, but (laughs) But I, you know, I told
1: you it was going to be important.
0: You said it was important. I was like, okay, let's, let's go see it. But like, and
1: then I slowly let you know more information. <laughs> like, it's at the IMAX, and you're like, hmm. And I'm like, it's in the third row, and you're like, huh. And I'm like, it's at the shitty walk. And you're like, come I on. I almost cut and run. I like, almost cut on. and run.
0: But, <laughs> but, you know, I will say that Blunt. I was like, gosh, you guys, I know this isn't... I know you're trying to kind of shoehorn some ladies in here because this isn't really a lady's (laughs) tale, but, like, give them something. And towards the end, she had a little more stuff to chew on. Very small, but at least it was something. She got a good little... She really showed them in the interview, you know? Her character
1: is pretty one-note. She's always...
0: Kind of half
1: she's tearied just, She's got she's got tears in her eyes. She's got screaming kids all around her, and she's slamming drinks.
2: Yeah, which you've seen in the biopic before. Like, yeah, yeah, and yeah. I mean, it's mostly bro science, bro physicists. <laughs> you know, getting excited over over. I mean, that's the other challenge. You know, beyond the the courtroom stuff is you have to right. you have to convey physics, right? Like
0: as a sexy,
2: as a sexy, like you know. So you're you're doing stuff on chalkboards, and it's tough. And- <laughs> In any, um, you know, in any, like, you know, the Stephen Hawking movie or the Theory of Everything. Yes. And then um, uh, the, uh, there's another, uh, the Turing one about yep. the computer yep. thing. And it's it's just a challenge to dramatize that, like, oh, for sure. sure.
1: So he cuts to poetic smashes of... Kind of, of
0: Malachian.
1: Malachian, molecular... <laughs>
0: <laughs> Molecular Malick Molecular yeah.
1: asides Which in the With the IMAX sound Is earth shattering Like Yeah If you're gonna see it This uh, Highly recommended You see it in this way Yeah I mean You get that IMAX grandeur Yeah But Again It's few and far between You know You get these Smashes of science Flashes of Zendaya Going on But <laughs> You do get the test that they do, which is phenomenal. Like when, Mm. when that thing blows and they do the wide shot of the mushroom cloud in IMAX in the third row, fuck yeah. 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 Right? Yeah. But then (laughs) if you think that we're going to see a dramatization of the bombing of Hiroshima and Nagasaki, you are sorely mistaken which i think is probably a good move yeah. on a taste level yeah because you don't want to have that be like the white house blowing up in independence day you know yeah
2: this is a more serious film than so that. Yeah.
1: they high they highly downplay that highly avoid that you see oppenheimer's perspective where he's like are they even going to tell me that they're going to do it and they don't yeah and he has to hear about it on the radio that's probably how it went down. Like right. the military
2: and the politics just take over and and um but I like the scene in the when they're cheering him on. The schoolhouse scene. The schoolhouse, the schoolhouse scene. The schoolhouse scene was great. Yeah. Any church, anything having
1: to do with his turmoil about what yes. he has wrought. Yeah. Is that, great. Like that should be your whole focus. Yes. Yeah, because
2: Killian Murphy is, I think, exceptional in this What movie. a haunted He's-
1: motherfucker yeah. yeah like he did he yeah. went all the way with it
0: he kind of looked like the um skeleton man from um poltergeist
1: oh wow yeah from
2: yeah. poltergeist 2 the other yeah, side yeah yeah there's a lot of good performances um across the board Matt damon. yeah damon Damon's good People Rami malik in. is chi chi Rami malik pretty is, funny is is in it uh einstein was einstein a fun time was good
1: you got Gary Oldman
2: as oh, Truman Gary as Truman Oldman, she, so that's of course what, he did great that's scene is a is a real scene <laughs> like with real dia- like yes. dialogue that happened It's really basically just Truman just being like the Russians are never going to get the bomb and just being like a total militant asshole and and Oppenheimer's just like kind of lost it and yeah. he says I have blood on my hands i think that's like kind of the climax of the movie yes but then we have another and
1: Truman Truman hands him a little handkerchief <laughs> yeah like, <laughs> yeah
2: no he's like Dan Aykroyd in nothing but trouble no that's like one of the one of the because at that point Oppenheimer realized like there's no speaking with
1: well and the because government. that's connected to the thread about his moral turmoil right yeah. that's the good shit what we get after the fucking test bomb and the actual bombs are dropped is. We're not just in a courtroom. We are in a courtroom in black and white in Robert Downey Jr.'s section of the movie. Mm -hmm. But it splits with an even smaller room that they did to keep it off the books, keep it not public. But the fact remains, we're in this tiny fucking interrogation room for most of the movie. And
0: and
1: And when you are shooting... In IMAX 70 millimeter and you're in this fucking room for the whole movie. It's like if I'm like, Bishki, I want to film paint drying and I'm going to need 50 cameras to cover it properly. It's like, what are you doing? Yeah,
2: no, I feel I feel
1: it. And then towards the
0: end, they're like cross-cutting with old Robert Downey in a tiny-ass room. It's
1: tiny room to tiny, and, room to tiny room to tiny room to tiny room, 70-millimeter IMAX. Yeah, it's like, put me out it, on the New
2: Mexico desert. That's where I want to be. Yes, That's where my vision it, was for the film. Like Yes, it,
0: it really, weirdly, it is gorgeously filmed. There are yes. so many incredible things. But towards the end there, I thought more than once, this is like a student feature. Like,
1: <laughs>
3: like the way that
0: they were sort we of filming we cannot, Robert, that Robert. We
1: cannot survive that but we understand yeah no
0: there were elements of it though like the way that they were shooting them and cross-cutting in these two tiny rooms it just felt
1: and, and it's all in service of finding out how he lost his security clearance that <laughs> yeah. is not that is not the huge Fucking dramatic no
2: he gave like seismic bomb. There's speeches that he gave where he's so haunted and that's
1: what towards the end of his life. That's what we want.
2: That's what we want is just the tragedy of of everything being taken away from him.
1: Focus on that and go into his home life. Let us actually meet Emily Blunt for a little while. Yeah. Find out for her perspective how did she feel about the fact yeah. that he created this thing
2: yeah you know like and maybe bring in newsreel footage jfk style to kind of show where the cold war goes like i don't know
1: they There's- all all of that final hour you know because they move through his life in spots kind of quickly because yeah. they have to mm-hmm. you know but mm-hmm. they do it expediently sometimes they could have wrapped all of that up with like five lines yeah like, although he was not actually associated with the Communist Party, it continued to dog him and he lost his security clearance. That's that's the whole hour. Yeah. And well, then move on to something or cool. Or you just put a title card up. <laughs>
0: It, listen, that character that was with Robert also oh, this really annoyed me. It, and I think I think part of it is you're right. and then it's like it was so much that when we got any kind of a scene, it was so boiled down and simplified and on the nose right. that it that it rang a little hollow. yeah. so w- when Robert Downey's, I guess his minion or his his promoter er, er,
1: er, 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 er,
0: (laughs) (laughs) yes so all of a sudden he he finds out that he's the one that like you know betrays Oppenheimer and then he like turns on him and he's like you got your just desserts (laughs) like that felt so so like just I I don't know ham-handed it's like it it was it hurt
2: the villains and the and the and the good guys
1: you don't need you don't need that
0: You, you didn't need it you the, the villain
1: it. the villain is the end of the world the villain sure, is yeah. your own conscience yeah we don't that's de- the villain that we're dealing with much larger elements yeah, here yeah.
2: so oh, yeah, it, i don't know what i wanted <laughs> after the bomb exactly but that was
1: not it was it. Not it, it, it was it's like, not what we ordered i
0: i did i did feel a little satisfaction with the sort of einstein beat yeah yeah at the end there
1: well that and that's that's in the same vein of the interesting thread of this, which is, you know, he's uh, he's like, I... Went as far as I did, and you are now taking the mantle, and you will be punished. And you know, it's very prophetic and poetic. Yeah, and the end, you know, is watching the ripples on the water and imagining the explosions throughout the world. Like, exactly,
0: you know, and I liked all that, and that was very poetic. Take
1: out all the McCarthyism stuff, relax the first hour because we know you got tons of pew on the cutting room floor. Like relax it, let us breathe, let us live, let these characters be characters. Yeah. Yes. Take out some of the score. Yeah,
2: Pew does have a crouton with uh, <laughs> <laughs> Let's do it. Let's let's Pewton. I mean, no one's doing everything he can to spice up these interrogations, <laughs> and so at one point they're talking about Pew
1: and uh, Blunt is sitting on this leather couch in the back. In cutaway scenes,
2: Pew's ha- um naked with. Oppenheimer with Killian and and all of a sudden Hugh's having sex with Killian in the interrogation yes. room and the, the and
0: gents are watching
2: locking eyes with with Blunt and Blunt is just simmering in the background and that was great that was I mean that the stuff that was like kind of like bended reality around yeah Killian Murphy I was like do more of that do more of that yes
0: they and they were bending it they were bending it visually and that was all cool and I really really liked that yeah you know it felt like you were in his head yeah and he and he did that in a really tactile way which I think is tough to do so more of that please
1: yeah more of that please thanks let's go to Oppenheimer bones <laughs> Man, we just kicked this thing around, didn't we? Mm, Bisky, you are first to bone.
0: First to bone.
2: Okay. Well, I love Cold War movies. I've seen a lot of them. <laughs> um, there's ones that I recommend. I'll just throw out a few. Threads, 1984. Yes, should, threads. That one. That one brings the horror home. And also, um, the day after Trinity is a great. Documentary on Oppenheimer that was more devastating than this movie I thought even, and then uh, the Atomic Cafe I really recommend that I've heard of that that one's it's all found footage from the fifties and how and how crazy like atomic ideas were back then right. and, then, and there's tons more. I, I just, I've, I have I love them. There's an Atomic Museum in Albuquerque I recommend you go to. The Cold War is very interesting. It's still with us and you will probably always be with us. Uh, <laughs> how, and,
1: how are you going to? But anyway, uh... let's get to this movie. Um <laughs> How are you gonna navigate your fanboyism?
2: So I'm a, I'm a fanboy, like you know, he, he was he was checking off the checklist of
1: that. <laughs> oh yeah, that's
2: when that happened. That definitely happened. That definitely happened. so all that stuff was enjoyable for me. But yeah, this, the McCarthy stuff, I was not. I mean, maybe it's it's based on a nonfiction book, and maybe that's a lot of the book. And he's yeah. like, I, got, I gotta put this in and um, it's timely <laughs> so yeah but the build up to the bomb i can't deny like it was i, I was tense and everything around the los alamos stuff i i was very um into. yeah the whole
1: concept of building a town out in the middle of nowhere for all the top scientists and their families to move to to do it quickly to develop this bomb like all that shit's great
2: yeah yeah and they did it well visually um I just like maybe even explore that more slow down a little bit
1: yeah let's see what the bar is like that they erect i let's. wish we could have gotten in the bar for sure
0: <laughs> yeah
2: let's have some parties let's have some good times because they did party a lot of los alamos so but there's this this whole chunk in the beginning and the end and they cut to it throughout with robert downey jr that <laughs> just takes it down a notch I mean means oliver stone yeah just cleave it out would have would have even been like mm, this is just too boring <laughs> <laughs> and so all that being said, like, I'm glad I saw it. I don't think, you know, I, I really think with uh, Nolan that he's visually and technically just a master. And that's where I like he to see him. He shit out of that
1: little tiny room.
2: <clears throat> yeah, but no, I'm just saying he needs to get... The camera out there where the IMAX is deserved. Like, get out of that room. Like, <laughs> the dialogue and the drama—he's he, never been great with that for me. It's more of the visual stuff. Get you know? out and roam. And um, so, anyway, uh, long story short, two and a half bones.
1: Two and a half bones from Brother Biscuit. Yeah, that's kind to hurt. It that's does hurt, hurt. It does hurt a
2: little because I was I, ever since I heard of this project, I was like, oh, this could be, this could be, you know, a four bone. And some people are saying four bones, but. Yeah. Um, the but,
1: fanboyism is strong out there. Yeah. I think it's gonna it's gonna lift this.
2: Yeah, yeah. But um the
1: fanboy bump. Uh, I'm still see anything no one does. Oh yeah, definitely. Obviously. Hell yeah. Just like M. Night Shyamalan. <laughs> Moving on <laughs> to the Lodge Mistress.
0: Well, you know, it's not my genre. Not a lot of ladies. No. So, you know, I'm I'm not going I wasn't going into it with very high hopes, but I will say You know, it was like kind of like a wedding cake of old where it's like Mm. it looks gorgeous on the outside and it looks so beautiful. And you take a bite and you're like, this should be better, Mm -hmm. you know? And 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 <laughs> yeah. that's kind of how I feel about this film. <laughs>
1: he took a big bite. It's
0: like, it should be better. Like, the content is this guy who did this crazy thing. He killed all these people, but it was such a huge accomplishment. It was like this moral quandary. Like, it's so deep and rich. Mm-hmm. And, and yes, there are touches of that where you really feel that, but it did not hit me in the heart. No. I can tell you that. It was very surface, and I... I would fold laundry and watch it again. There's a lot of
1: beauty. We can't certify that either, but we get it.
0: Right. I know. But it's like there was a lot of beauty in it. And there was, I thought, some really cool sound moments. And that thing in the church or the school or wherever they were, where they were all cheering. And And then then it was like. gym, I guess. It was like one person like screamed like a horror scream.
1: Yes. It was so cool. When he would dip the sound out, like end with the, the test bomb where you just hear the breathing, you hear the, you see the explosion. Cool too. It, it puts you on such edge. The, and yeah. the and,
0: sound in that, the way that he used it was very innovative for me anyway. And I thought it was really effective. So yeah. there was,
1: and in that gym where, like you said, where all this, they're all cheering, they're all rabidly, you know, pro bomb. And then it cuts all the sound out and you hear like a Shriek from one of the women, like that was awesome.
0: Yeah, it was like it was like a horror scream, but they were all happily cheering. It was really, the juxtaposition was really effective. So yeah, I'm on the two and a half bone page. (laughs) Two and
2: a half.
1: All right, right. join, man. Well, before I give my bones, which are very similar, (laughs) I will say. I did have a huge pang of nostalgia because way back in 1995, I went to a matinee of a similarly linked picture called Braveheart. Mm. And about 20 minutes in, I had to go to the bathroom mm. and I had to go bad. And I was like, I ain't missing a frame of this. <laughs> you were right. <laughs> So tonight, I'm like, I had a large drink and I'm like, this is going to get tough at a certain point, but I'm just going to try to meditate and not pay attention to my bladder at all. I was good. And then when that bomb (laughs) test went off, I'm like, oh, shit, here we go. (laughs) Now I'm in Braveheart territory. Yeah, yeah. And the IMAX at the shitty walk, there's no center aisle. So we were were in the middle. There was no way to get out. So I knew I was there. Now, don't judge me on how that may or may not have affected the back half of the movie for me. (laughs) But let's just say I was on the edge of my seat for biological reasons. Mm -hmm. (sighs) There's a lot to admire about this movie. The sound design, as we've mentioned, the visuals when they're outside of the fucking courtroom or that fucking interrogation room. Are insane.
0: They're gorgiosity.
1: They're gorgiosity. It's great to see film
0: projected
1: you know you can really tell with the black and white stuff because the whites flutter yeah and you know you're watching that film go through the fucking light for our enjoyment i was expecting more i was expecting to be moved emotionally i was expecting to maybe cry along with him uh as far as you know how he's fucking devastated by it i got nothing it fucking flatlined During this security clearance shit. Mm. I couldn't care less. (laughs) You could have filled six hours with just just that notion of what have I done? What have I begun? What chain reactions have I started? Yeah. So when this inevitably comes out in its full eight hour form, (laughs) maybe then I can mentally do my own edit of it while I watch it and find that three or three and a half bone movie Mm -hmm. as for now on ambition and the shit that we did love alone. It's two and a half. That's a car full of two and a halves. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I mean,
0: I love seeing all those actors and I thought the acting was really good. And I thought the main guy, he, he brought it. Yeah. I wish that the the script had supported him a little bit more because he was delivering.
1: Yeah. Yeah. You know, everyone will still get nominated, but it could have been real slam dunk nomination. I mean, it's, it's such
2: a tragic story on such a giant scale. Like, how can you not produce drama and emotion out of it? I don't. I mean, there is there. It's the here and He's there. He's
0: covering too much territory. It's like yeah. a
1: sneeze that gets fucking blocked right before it comes out. I'm like, yeah, I can't. Ah, yeah. I can't fully give it up for this shit. Yeah. Woo. But we'll see how controversial that is. That's Oppenheimer, y'all. No nukes. Peace, y'all. Peace. Woo! Lodge <laughs> mistress, thanks for joining us in the third row.
0: Absolutely. And
1: I think, you know
0: It worked. It
1: worked. It worked. I think third row is the way to go at, yeah. the, at yeah. the IMAX. After Apocalypse Now
2: final cut. Yes. We, we were I think we're third row for that, and now this. I couldn't dream of being any
1: farther back at no. this point. But- <laughs>
0: <laughs> I felt a little like I wanted to puke at first. Yes. And yeah. and then oh, when I, they and then the I when they show the oh, trailers. When they show the trailers it's too much. Them. it was too yeah. it was too much. But, it, was, it moves too fast.
1: Right. But when it settles down a little bit, that's the good shit. Yeah. All right, yo. All right, oppie. Love and light. Love, love, and, love and light.
3: Europe and America. There's a growing feeling of hysteria. Conditioned to respond to. of the Soviet, Mr. Khrushchev said we will bury you. I don't subscribe to this point of view. It will be such an ignorant thing to do if the Russians love their children too. How can I